Some say he's a technical whiz. Some say he was born in Cornwall. While some say that he's on a journey. It's the journey. And here's your host, David Hackett. Hi everyone, another journey. Today we're going to be diving into the journey of a mindset and confidence coach. This mindset and confidence coach is a former perfectionist who struggled with setting boundaries, which is an interesting subject because I know myself, I never set boundaries and I should. Anyway, they have spent years of their life in a toxic relationship, feeling unhappy, unfulfilled and undervalued. And this was a Mr. Battle with Cancer and has experienced a transformational mindset shift that unlocked their untapped potential. So we welcome Janine Grayson to the journey. Thank you so much. I'm I'm so happy to be here. Uh, nice to meet you. So I always like to know how people's journeys are. And from that just brief bio I just read, it shows that you've already Attitude journey is, you know, battling cancer, difficulties, setting boundaries. But first of all, where did Janine Grayson start? Where did you become you, apart from being born, obviously? Sure, sure. Uh, well, I'm a, a born and raised California gal, and uh, grew up in a in a large family, and um, you know. At a young age, my father taught me all about work ethic and uh, really that, you know, you could have and succeed at anything if you were willing to work for it. And so I think I really grew up with the belief that if I, you know, did the work, put the effort in, that I could really achieve anything. And so that, that was, you know, just to summarize, that was largely how I was raised. A lot of love, uh, but a lot of structure and, um, and, and and that's really kind of how I was raised and, and grew up um, embodying those beliefs. Hmm. And um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of the, the, the pre, the pre bio. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So you're saying about structure and I know you know parenting and even just anything generally is a task in its own right mind but having those limits within limits it's natural as you grow older because you understand that parents have to be the way they are but did you ever feel resentful for having those limits within those limits mm, good question I wouldn't say that I felt resentful but, um, and, and, you know, my parents raised me with a lot of love. Uh, so I wouldn't say resentful, but, but definitely, you know, there was some pressure, absolutely a pressure of expectation and, uh, you know, performing, getting good grades, uh, in school, um, 
putting effort into various aspects of my life, there was just really the expectation that, uh, you know, I, I do that. And so, so I would, I would describe it more as just (laughs) feeling a bit of pressure, definitely not, um, resentful. I, you know, I, I understood that my parents had high expectations and they meant what they said. And I, I respected that at a young age, I respected that my parents, although they had high expectations, they followed through with, with what they said they were going to do and, and who they were. And so I, I learned that too. So, so more pressure, uh, but no, no, no resentful feelings. I, you know, very fortunate. And it's always good to have that love with the pressure because then you don't feel so under the pressure of being resentful. So, So I would understand that love always shone through despite those difficulties. Right. Absolutely. I I am someone that uh, gravitates towards wanting balance in my life. And so it's interesting because I I realized that from a very young age, I, I did have that. So, you know, the expectation and the strict structure of the family unit that my parents really set the tone with, but there was also a lot of love and nurturing. And and so, you know, I did feel like I had that balance growing up. And, and that's always something I have strived for in life is to, you know, um, we, we never really arrive at a balanced life, but it, I believe it's a daily effort that we, yeah. that we take to have balance. I understand that. So it was saying you was perfect, uh, former perfectionist. So I understood that it comes from when you was growing up because you were so ingrained with this, this, this. So it was always, mm-hmm. I have to be perfect at it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, definitely. I didn't want to screw up. I didn't want to make mistakes. I didn't want to fail at anything. And and really that's what perfectionism is at at the core. Perfectionism isn't an obsession with being meticulous. Perfectionism is largely fear of failure, making a mistake, disappointing people. And so, um, yeah, I would say for the first half of my life and, you know, into my adult years, I was very much a perfectionist. Um, I, I think I operated from one of my limiting beliefs that I operated from as a perfectionist was that if I tried something new and I did not excel at it immediately, I probably wouldn't be any good at it. And so, um, you know, I kind of shudder at the thought of that right now, because, you know, that's such a limiting belief. Talk about really talking yourself out of trying new things or doing new things. But I think for a really long time, I actually believe that, you know, the first time I try something, I should be just amazing at it, or maybe it wasn't my thing. So yeah, yeah, that was very much part of my perfectionism. So then it goes on to saying, this is why we're going to um, into now and 
even I assume some of it is the past, but it says spend your years in your life of in a toxic relationship, which I know for a fact is never nice, never really a stable thing. So you try to lead your life and then being in a toxic relationship mm-hmm. doesn't mm-hmm. add that balance to make it right. No, it doesn't. And, um, you know, I did. I spent years in a toxic relationship and the end result is that it took a toll on my physical and mental health. Um, you, you don't have balance, uh, when you're in a relationship like that, like you just said, and what ends up happening, uh, because I was a perfectionist and I was a people pleaser and I didn't set boundaries. What, what ends up happening is you're constantly, um, acquiescing and you're constantly, um, excusing poor behavior, bad behavior. And, uh, you know, that's not a sustainable way to live. It's, it's not healthy mentally or physically. Um, it's, it doesn't provide a healthy balance, uh, in life. And so, um, living that way for years and kind of just compensating and and sacrificing my own vision of my happiness and my goals and, and what I wanted just to kind of, uh, stay afloat in a very unhealthy relationship. Uh, began to slowly chip away at the person that I was at at my core. You know, these these things don't happen overnight. I think after uh, years of being in an unhealthy relationship, you start looking in the mirror and just saying, what about me? What about my happiness? What about my goals? What about the things that are important to me? Um, and so this this certainly happened over time. But um, where where it took the biggest toll for me is really my happiness uh, was just non-existent. My chronic ongoing stress uh, began to make me physically ill um, and eventually led to a cancer diagnosis, which, you know, standing back, looking at that situation is so not surprising that that's ultimately where I ended up, but that's ultimately where I ended up, um, which was really scary. Mm. And I'm, I'm not saying I understand that cancer because I know people who've had cancer, so I can relate to it, but having cancer and I assume you were still young was, mm-hmm. a sca- was a scary thing for you because you thought, I shouldn't have this, I can't have this, I'm too young. Uh, yes, to all of those things. It was very scary. It was, it was, you know, at the time, very unexpected, um, really took me by surprise. Um, I was raised and always had been very physically active. Um, and so, you know, my, my initial response though, and and this is kind of where the the perfectionism uh, kind of comes in. My initial response when I got diagnosed is, what did I do to deserve this? You know, how, how can this be happening? And, and what did I do to deserve this? Hmm. Uh, but it was very overwhelming. 
and uh, really write about just kind of the lowest point in my life, you know, just when you're really just not sure what the future has to hold for you. It's a very unsettling feeling for sure. Yeah. So going into, and I, I'm, I'm not avoiding that subject because it's enough sure. and it's upsetting, but nowadays it says you became a mindset and confidence coach and yes. um, it unleashed the start of new thoughts, which is good and pleased, which is also good. Yes. And yes. it grew into courage and confidence. And that is a big step forward. And I believe that is what makes a journey in a person better because having that new step in your chapter you know and the way I always describe a journey you're on the middle of a road you can't have a smooth straight road you've got to have mm-hmm. the twists and turns so mm-hmm. you've so you've had the left hand side where, where it was all bad gloom doom and then out of nowhere you turned right and you felt better for it uh yes and let me break down kind of how that happened because I believe that all big change and transformation in life starts with a mindset shift. The the ability to look at our life or look at the situation in front of us and be willing to entertain a different thought. So for me, what it was was Shortly after my diagnosis, I had really hit a low spot. I was very concerned, very stressed out, afraid, unclear about what the the cancer journey was going to look like. And my mindset shift at that moment was I just got really honest with myself and I had a conversation with myself and I acknowledged that I was banking my happiness and my hope in life on the idea that my partner was going to change. And the moment of honesty with myself was telling myself that was not going to happen. And therefore, if I stayed living the life that I was living, I was going to continue to feel this way, unhappy, unfulfilled, stressed out. Um, And so my mindset shift was the acknowledgement that if I wanted to start feeling different, feeling better, putting myself as a priority, I was going to have to get out of that relationship, I was going to have to take a step forward and make a change. You know, I I think, and I don't want to get sidetracked, but I just, I think a very important aspect for us as humans to acknowledge is that as humans, we often get stuck on this repetitive hamster wheel in life. We do the same things over and over and over and over and over again. And if we don't achieve the goals or have the things that we want in life, a lot of times we think, well, I just got to try harder. I just got to try harder. You know, so maybe we start running faster on the hamster wheel. (laughs) And, And that 
isn't going to get us where we need to go. What we have to be willing to do is shift our mindset and start entertaining new thoughts and trying different things. So for me, I recognized that if I wanted to be happy, I was going to have to make some changes in my life. So my mindset shift and my life transformation simply started with that thought that, you know, recognizing that I wasn't happy and recognizing that I was going to need to make a change. Um, So that's where it started for me, David. And, uh, you know, confidence is not something that we often are just born with. Confidence often comes as a product of us taking steps forward in our life. You know, we don't wait for confidence and courage to come to us and then we take a step forward. We have to be willing to take a step forward in uncertainty and that is how we actually begin to build confidence and courage so we can continue to take more steps forward. Yeah, so that, for me, that was the moment, just being honest with myself. And that's where it says about, you know, one of the topics that is listed, it's about taking ownership of your, you know, your own life, your own destiny. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, our happiness, our personal happiness that is that is an inside job. We have to take ownership of that. Now, that's not to say that we don't sometimes find ourselves in situations in life that are uh, difficult, challenging, frustrating, maybe unhealthy, unsupportive. You know, all of those things can be can be going on. But happiness is an inside game. We have to take ownership for that. And that was one of my big limiting beliefs is I was basing my happiness on the hope that my partner would change. And that was not sustainable. That wasn't working out well for me. Um, and we really have to own our own happiness. We have to realize that happiness is a choice. And even though we can acknowledge external situations around us and people around us and whether or not those things are supportive of happiness. Happiness is a choice and and very much a product of taking personal ownership for it. Mm. So going into the future now, and I like one of the suggested questions, I'm going to use it. Where do we start actually making those big life changes? Right, right. You know, I I think so so here's here's essentially three steps that I would tell individuals that are wanting to make big life change. Um so first of all, the understanding that big life change starts with a small step in the right direction, right? Mm. Um it it it's it's small steps repeated daily in the right direction. So the first thing that we have to do is we really have to identify the limiting beliefs that are holding us back. So an example of that would be 
I identified that I was just basing my happiness on whether or not someone else was going to change. So we all have those limiting beliefs that, that keep us stuck, if you will. So the first step would be to identify those limiting beliefs. And, and this is actually something that I do with clients. The second step is to take ownership of our life. And that means taking ownership essentially means stopping the blame game, not putting blame on, you know, our partner or our boss or our children or the people in our lives that are making things more difficult for us, like really just taking ownership. And the third step is the willingness to take action. So we will never achieve goals or see different scenarios in our life play out if we are not willing to do that third step. And that is to take action. So I'm I'm very much summarizing it. But these three steps are essential with with making big change. And and this is whether you want to uh, reach a financial goal, if you want to, uh, you're on a health and fitness journey, and you need to lose weight, or you want to lose weight, whether you are uh, looking for a fulfilling relationship, whatever your goal is in life, we have to identify those thoughts and those conversations with ourselves that are holding us back. We have to take ownership for our actions and our choices and our life. And the third is we have to be willing to take a step forward, to actually take action and do something different. So those would be the three steps. Yeah. So... And I would say that is what I would say at the very end. What would you say to future people, you know, people listening to this and watching this? So that's covered. But just to summarize, how can people, if people want to seek you for, for further information or advice, I know Absolutely. I got, I know I got the information myself and I'll be putting it yes. in the description, but can you just say it? Yes, a hundred percent. Individuals can can uh, connect with me through my website, which is JanineGrayson.com, um, or also uh, through social media, Instagram and Facebook, Janine Grayson Coaching, and um, and you know they can reach out. I always offer complimentary uh, clarity call where I can talk with an individual and just kind of help them identify what potentially might be the first step um, in the direction of change. Janine Grayson, it's been amazing hearing your journey today. And I hope the mindset and confidence in people will grow and understand themselves better from just and watching just this. Because I know myself, there is certain things I need to address, which I am. Don't get me sure. wrong, I am, but sure. I just want people to know that they're never alone. They, that is so true. They're never alone. And I firmly believe that we all have the capacity to change and grow and flourish. Um, it starts with believing in ourselves and being honest with ourselves, and, and getting help and, 
uh, people around us to support us, but we all have that capacity. I firmly believe that. And, um, and I am in this to help and support and guide individuals to live their best life. Very passionate about that. So um, yeah, it's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you so much. That was The Journey, hosted by Wise Words Imaging, hosted by David Hackett. Be sure to like, subscribe and listen to another journey coming soon. Mm -hmm.